You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Well, coming in autumn 2022, and this has been teased for so many years, we're getting so excited about this, The Rings of Power, the new prequel TV series to Lord of the Rings, coming to Amazon in autumn 2022. Pascal, let's watch the trailer. Haven't you ever wondered what else is out there? There's wonders in this world beyond our wandering. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Doesn't this look good? I think, haven't they said that this will be the most expensive TV series of all time? More expensive than Game of Thrones, obviously. Well, according to the press releases, um, Amazon have gone for five seasons. So we're going to have, you know, five oh, series uh, of the rings. Interesting, we can discuss whether or not they're all going to be called Rings of Power. But the figure that's been mentioned is to the tune of 200 million dollars per season times five it's a billion so yeah Yeah. this is allegedly the most expensive tv series ever until maybe the next one but also i would argue the most anticipated one because fans i've heard about we've had the murmurs literally the whispers of this happening in 2017-18 yeah absolutely and i I mean a billion pounds although (laughs) i suppose that's just fiddling small change for jeff bezos isn't it but it's a staggering amount of money so uh, i can detect from your reaction that you're looking forward to going back to middle earth yeah i mean you know again pascal we just talked about before the 40th anniversary of some of the 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 music that i grew up with i I can't believe that it's it's over 20 years now since the first of the lord of the rings films was released and and like you i frequently go back to and watch those films again and, and and Every time I watch them, marvel at the special effects, marvel at the landscapes. I mean, the landscapes were just incredible on their own, weren't they? And so to, yes, to get back there and to see it all again, brought up to date, but new intriguing storylines, really can't wait for this. 
You're absolutely right. For me, the, the landscape, which um, interestingly, Lord of the Rings was reviewed as part of film marketing in one of the early episodes, is almost like a, another character as part of mm. what we do. I watch Lord of the Rings once a year, as, as you know, and every time you just get caught up in the story, the emotions and so on. And therefore, what I'm hoping, and there's no reason to doubt that, that wouldn't be the case, that we're going to be transported again with new characters new stories now the one thing that is interesting and that might be a tougher watch for non-fans i would say this takes place thousands of years before the hobbit and the lord of the rings yeah and this is this is an interesting thing isn't it and, and again it, they're gonna have to get the balance absolutely right here because yes they want to please fans like us who know the characters of lord of the rings and have read the books and watched the films many 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 times but they also have to entice in the casual viewer now i i know at the same time that there is going to be a game of thrones prequel type series set many hundreds of years before the uh, timeline of the Game of Thrones series that we all watched over the last decade. And the danger, I guess, is that they they put too many references into the story to keep fans like you and I happy, that it alienates the potential new audience. And let's face it, a story set thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings actually probably doesn't need to have that many references to the story that we we all know and love. You know, the ring might be in there somehow, the forging of the ring or, or that sort of thing. But I guess they've just got to get that balance right. For now, all we can do is speculate, as people have done mm. for a very, very long time. As we move on to talking about the marketing campaign, I'm going to literally put to you that this is an example of the art of the intrigue and anticipation. And this mm. could be, uh, in jest, you know, the word of mouth marketing campaign of all marketing campaigns, because mm. interestingly compared to maybe other studios or the franchises we and I've discussed, it's been so controlled, but in a good way that um, it's been left to the fans and more to do the marketing for, you know, Amazon Prime. So it all began on the 13th of February, 2019. I mean, literally 2019 is that long ago. And the Lord of the Rings on Prime, L-O-T-R on Prime, just become almost like the uh, the, the hashtag and, and the, the name for all the accounts to have on social media. Uh, they released just one quote from J.R.R. Tolkien. I wisely started with a map. That's geniusly simple, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And if you're the fan, you know that G.R.R. Tolkien's um, way of working was always to draw the map first, almost like having a plan, a storyboard, and then look at the characters and uh, try to relation. And then two days later, on the 15th of February 2019, of course, a map of Middle-earth, but that was looked like it was torn and tatty. Perhaps it'd been used by some of our heroes, was released on the Amazon.com uh, website. And you could go in, you could scan, you could print, you could download. There was not much in terms of interactivity, but that was enough to begin this process of the fans and more discussing what all would be included and not. I mean, again, the map is such an integral part of the of the Lord of the Rings ethos, mythos, isn't it? We, us fans, just recognise all of those locations. We know where the Lonely Mountain is. We know where the Mirkwood is, and, and we know where the Shire is. It, it's just, it's just like a real place, isn't it? Even though it's fiction. 
I mean, I reckon I know this map more than I do even where I live in, in real life. <laughs> I studied yeah. it so many times. I used to play the role-playing game in my younger days. I played the video game. I read the books. I've got them. I had the map once as a... Um, I still have it as a Christmas present from Denise. So, yeah, you're right. And it's also the calligraphy. It's the way which the mountains are represented and the... Um, and, and the trees and so on. It's it's a language. Now we had to wait a bit longer, and it was until the the end of July 2019 that the um, production team released a featurette video. And what I liked about it, Roger, which I know you did as well, it was almost like a vlog style. So it wasn't particularly polished and promotional in nature. It was more someone had taken lots of different scenes on the mobile phone, and this had been pulled together. And what they were doing using text and that very unique calligraphy that is linked to the world of J.R.R. Tolkien, they were highlighting the credentials of the team members, which films they worked on or which costume they made. They also... Make sure that people knew that uh, illustrator John Howe has been working with the Jacksons on the others was also part of that um, kind of um, think tank to to get it right. And it feels to me that they were already doing quite a bit to try and reassure the fans that they were not going to mess this up. Yeah, and again, I, I can't get my head around the fact that this featurette was released nearly three years ago. I mean, the... the uh, such a massive production obviously has taken time and it undoubtedly will have been affected by the pandemic but you are right this is intrigue creating that intrigue over such a long period you know it's incredible they started so long ago for me this is now becoming an example i share with my customers so Case in point, only yesterday, somebody said to me, I, I would like to do a promotional video for my business, but I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to talk on camera. It's not for me, and so on and so forth. And literally, because I'd done the research, I went, I tell you what, let me show you something. So mm. uh, we watched this video called Meet Our Fellowship. And I said, so there's no voice. No one's talking to camera. It's uh, scenes animated to text and music, and in the space of 1 minute 45 seconds, you can say everything that was to say about the business, and they absolutely loved it. Plus, they were, they were delighted to, to, to know more about you know, the Lord of the Rings TV series. Now, to your point about time and space, it took about two years for the next big marketing push, and in between those two years, we had regular press releases, of course, by the casting, the locations, and so on. There was even reference to oh look at this we finished season one in new zealand we're going to do season two in the uk which created all sort of uh, news report they also took the trouble to celebrate um tolkien um, reading day which is on 25th of march every year so there was still the essential but nothing major until two years later almost on the 2nd of august 2021 the first image literally just an image was released to the internet and to the fan base and what a beautiful image that is. I mean, it's obviously a photograph, but it almost could be a painting. Um, again, it has that incredible landscape that we've talked about before, staggering mountains, but glorious green um, pastures in the front, great sunset. It's a beautiful, beautiful image. And again, to me, it looks it looks like it was part it's part of the Lord of the Rings mythos straight away. It's got that look and feel that the Peter Jackson films had straight away. So that consistency on the hopefully that continuity will be there in the imagery. 
I believe it was a painting when I first saw it, Roger, to your point. Yeah. And, and interestingly, um, that led to, I mean, I th when I say thousands, I am not overstating it. Thousands of reaction videos, thousands of blog articles and podcasts about just one image, which is incredible. Mm. And what they do very cleverly, I think, by the production team, the marketing team, is that they waited 24 hours and then they officially confirmed that this was a steal, a real image from episode one, season one. So they let <laughs> the, the fan base and more and the, the media kind of speculate and then they don't leave you just hanging. 24 hours later, they say, yeah, you're right. And it's from episode season one. However, we still don't have the name and the title of this series. Yeah, everybody's on the edge of the seat saying, come on, come on, come on, tell us more, tell us more. Do you have to wait for the 19th of January 2022? So it's a long time from the th August 2021 to uh, 2022. And they release what they call the title announcement video, which you and I, Richard, and all the others, we went absolutely crazy on, on Messenger. Have you seen it yet? Um, I have never seen, or maybe I'm forgetting, but I don't remember seeing such a dramatic uh, kind of uh, effort with regard to just announcing the title of a series. I can't think of it ever happening before. I'm sure it has, but uh, again, it's just the name of the series. That That's not that remarkable, is it? Well, of course it is. And again, an amazing example of just creating that tension and that longing that people have to see this. So, of course, people are reacting to actually how beautiful once again this title announcement video is very dramatic and actually but also reacting to the name the rings of power and certainly mm. ah the relief that we are going to be looking at this era in the whole kind of saga of the creation of the rings for the different races and of course the one ring that would be won by sauron and mm. what i thought was interesting and as a learning point for all of us so they had a very visual um, title announcement, they also had a text-only version on social media, which I thought was interesting. And the text-only version it literally is revealing the title in multiple language, you know, French, Spanish, mm. Japanese, um, Norwegian, and so on. But of course, because it is Lord of the Rings, the final version is Elvish. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, and again, it's got that re immediately recognizable style that we all know. Do you know, it's a style that I remember when I used to buy the role-playing games, you could buy, you had the box set, which was the, the starter pack, but then you would buy the different adventures in, in Lorian, and Moria and so on. And it was always the calligraphy and the dramatic image on the front cover of that adventure pack that used to suck me in. So we don't have to wait much longer. I'm pleased to, to know that on the 3rd of February, they begin with part one, or I'm going to call the character posters campaign. And what they've done very cleverly, Roger, and I, you and I discussed it in the green room. So they are, I mean, one of the drawbacks, I suppose, sometimes the internet is that the spoilers that you can't control, such as IMDb, revealing um, actors and casting before you've done anything else. So they went ahead and revealed that there would be, altogether for season one, 23 main characters. Each character has a poster but that poster is designed in such a way that all is revealed is the the hands, the, the costumes, but you don't see, obviously, the person. And each, every one of the characters are holding an object. And what they've done, they've sent only one or a handful of posters to bloggers, YouTubers, and podcasters. So nobody had all 23, Roger. And yeah. literally, the internet just went wild. 
it's almost like a it's almost like a you know those card collecting um things that take over schoolyards where people try to collect all the cards in a set but there's always a couple of the cards that are really really rare and nobody ever 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 gets them, <laughs> That's they right do get them. you know they're really, really you know they can barter with them but i mean again such a great idea uh, again to raise interest to raise speculation but again the genius of sending out some of them but not all of them to the internet bloggers youtubers and podcasters the word of mouth that that will create the speculation videos the analysis video i mean there were, there were there are people on youtube spending hours just going into one of these posters talking about the color of the apple and the fact that that person's fingernails are dirty you know they they're going into it with that level of geekiness detail but what a great way of creating even more anticipation and speculation Absolutely. And there was definitely one poster. When, when I say poster, by the way, Roger, I'm sure to agree, they are, you know, works of art. I would happily right. have that framed in my house. Yeah, absolutely right. And and this this one that everyone's talking about with the the uh, steel gloved hand with the spikes on the knuckles holding a sword, are we, are we saying that that's Sauron? Or is it an Asgul? Yeah, so that's essentially the, the debate. Yeah. Is it an Asgul or is it Sauron? And we don't know because um, the production team has not confirmed. So no. I, I say this is part one because we're going to come back to it. But what they did then a few days later on the 7th of February 2022, sorry, there was a 10 seconds teaser animation of the text with the following phrase, the teaser trailer will arrive precisely when it means to. <laughs> <laughs> now of course if you're not seen Lord of the Rings uh, this will escape you but this is a phrase uh, you know from Gandalf when it arrives in um, you know to meet Frodo Bilbo and the birthday party absolutely right but again it's it's all creating that anticipation and it's yeah. within the mythos of the show that's why I love it so much we move then suddenly, much to a really surprise, from the online world to the print world because on the 10th mm -hmm. of February, three days after announcing that there is a teaser trailer that will arrive precisely when it means to, there is the Vanity Fair interview, which again mm -hmm. um, was like wildfire on the internet because within this interview we had a first exclusive look of scenes you know, from the movie. And again, what a stunning photography. And the producers and showrunners were revealing just a bit more, but not enough to really um, spoil anything in terms of their approach, what the, the challenges and so on. But also by that time, between the posters, the AMDBs and the interviews, we know that we're going to have um, characters like Galadriel, Elrond and a few others are going to be probably quite grounding for the fans and the casual viewer. Yeah, and, and I guess... After all of those poster images where we all we got to see was the clothes and the hands, you know, a little bit of relief that we can actually see the face of one of the characters. We have to wait one week from the little teaser post for the 14th of February when the teaser trailer is released at the same time around the world in different languages, which again, uh, I was very impressed. You know, there was a French version, a Spanish version, there was all sorts of versions. And for our viewers and listeners, Roger and I and all our friends went completely mad to talk about it for our <laughs> entire day. Um, that's how you produce and cut a teaser trailer, right? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, funnily enough, it was shown during the Super Bowl as well, wasn't it? Uh, which which is a nod back to a few weeks ago when I was talking about all the TV advertise, uh, adverts that were shown at Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so Tizzarella was shown the Super Bowl, they were shown worldwide. They also organized a watch party live with the OneRing.net, which is the number one fan-based um, website. I mean, they, they launched yeah. uh, at the time of Lord of the Rings, you know, 20 years ago, bless them. Uh, it's extraordinary that they managed to, A, secure the trust and, and belief that Prime Video could partner with them. I don't think I've seen before a brand like Prime Stroke Amazon partner with essentially a um, fan base uh, initiative run by volunteers before. But I think that they obviously know that with a series like this, which has such, you know, the, 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 the brand of Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, Hobbits, that sort of thing, has such a massive following. I mean, it must be as big a following as Star Wars has and Marvel, if not bigger, amongst all age groups. The, the, the obvious way is to tap into that almost fanatical fan base and use them to promote what's what's to come what is interesting then soon after we move into part two of the character posters campaign now why am i saying this because i think there's something really clever that they've done or very thoughtful which is not leaving people not knowing for too long so they released the posters as they've done you know bit by bit but very very soon they start to confirm or not what the characters' names are and the actors mm. associated with them. So they, mm. particularly on Instagram, they've done so, where now if you go back to a post that was published a month ago, you will see that Amazon Prime have edited the post to add the name. So there's one I've taken randomly where we now know that a character called Branin would be played by Nazanin Bionadi. And mm. you still, so what we are seeing now is maybe every other day, Every so often, they're releasing the information. I'm guessing they're going to leave it till the very, very last in terms of that character. Is it Sauron? Is it an Asgore? Mm -hmm. Just to keep the anticipation mm -hmm. going. But I just like the idea that, you know, the fans, there's a bit of a game going on and people know and we kind of have fun with it. But we talked a moment ago about the live watch party. It didn't just stop mm -hmm. there. So what people uh, did and Prime Video did was people who watched the teaser trailer could send their reaction video. You mentioned that they are very, very popular nowadays. And this was actually edited together and released on the internet. So now you had reactions to the reaction videos um, <laughs> sponsored literally by Prime Video and the OneRing.net. Absolutely right. I mean, and again, I mentioned reaction videos before when I was talking about Live Aid, but again, it's that raw, the raw power of seeing real people like us reacting to this stuff. I mean, you know, some of it, people are crying, uh, <laughs> tears of joy, presumably, as opposed to tears of sadness. But, you know, it, it really is creating such a massive emotion. Now, we mentioned that the very first post on Twitter was on the 13th of February 2019. You mm -hmm. mentioned that if you think about it, people, that's, you know, kind of um, three years ago. And the very last post on the 16th of February 2022 is actually something that we should do more often, which is celebrate the success. And mm -hmm. you have a simple image, which is, I think, the last scene from the teaser trailer, which reads... 257 million views worldwide in 24 hours and interestingly roger since then nothing <laughs> they really are keeping us on the edge of our <laughs> seats aren't they i mean they've already created so much 
speculation and anticipation. And we've still got another six months to go before this series hits the screens. And I just can't wait to see what else they've got to come as part of the marketing campaign before we even get to seeing the series itself. Absolutely. So listen, uh, for everyone, thank you so much for allowing us to do something a bit different, which is to react and review a marketing campaign that has just began, although granted it has been going on for three years, but I think the last few months are really what seems to count. And what I suggest we do is we revisit Middle-Earth and the Rings of Power in September after the release of episode one that we know is called Shadow of the Past. Shadow of the Past. Fantastic. Pascal, yeah, I really enjoyed doing that because, again, we're demonstrating how we're being caught up by the actual marketing excitement ourselves. We're actually living through it, whereas a lot of the time we're reviewing marketing campaigns of films that have already been released, sometimes, you know, many, many years in the past. So I've really enjoyed that different approach to this particular campaign so everyone thank you so much once again for listening or watching two geeks and a marketing the podcast pascal and i really do appreciate you taking the time to watching or listening to the show until the next episode please go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right i was roger edwards and he was pascal fintoni Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates. 